Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, we're back with another edition of Bold Sports. It's episode 31. Good news is... I'm not too tipsy this week. Last week, uh, last week went downhill quick. Last last week was a it went quick but slow. Yeah, it, it was it was really <laughs> it was a long hill. Yeah, it was a, yeah, <laughs> it didn't feel that way. But uh, anyway, um, we're gonna start off on a high note. It's uh, my co-host here, Matt's birthday. Happy birthday, well, Matt! I mean, technically. My birthday ended at midnight. We're potting at twelve about 15. quarter after twelve. Yeah. So it's it's April nineteenth now, but yeah, like it, I'm still rocking and rolling, folks. So like April eighteenth is still alive in my heart. Exactly. You and you the hockey gone, game's still on. You haven't gone to bed yet, so no. it still counts as the day. Right. And these people in Denver in this game that we're watching, like, you know, with dates stamped on the ticket stub that they're holding. The if they're holding a stub anymore, no one does anymore. But if they did have one, it would say April 18th, and that's that's my birthday. And technically in Denver, they're two hours behind us, so... It's still my birthday in Denver. It's still your birthday in Denver. So, hope you're listening, Denver. Um, <laughs> we have they, a friend in Denver yeah, that does yeah. listen, so... Oh, okay, good, yeah. Well, you know, awesome, Denver. Uh, not looking so good for the abs right now, but... I don't think it's really their year to begin with, so don't worry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Nashville is, is the uh, onslaught out of the West surprisingly, and we'll get into hockey a little bit later. Uh, we do have a somber note, though, as well. Uh, rest in peace, Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I saw that when I woke up. Uh, first thing this afternoon? First thing this afternoon, yeah. yeah you too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. I, I, woke up, I, I woke up first thing this afternoon, and Amanda is like, um, I need to prep you for something before you open social media. I'm like, what? She goes, Bruno San Martino passed. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We were just talking about mm-hmm. him last week on uh, the podcast. Was that last week or last week, week before? Several weeks, within the past several weeks. You yeah, told, you told the story about swimming in his pool. Well, my he used to swim in my grandmother's. Oh, he used pool. to swim in your grandmother's. Pool. Yeah, your grandma must have had him. Big, big pool. ass pool. We talked about my grandmother's yeah. big ass pool. When you're a little, that's kid... that's like a signature joke of this show. Yeah, and when you're, <laughs> and when, you're and when you're a little kid, everything's big ass. You know, um, seriously, my nephew was like amazed by a pitcher of water at dinner the other night. Like yeah, he's like, like wow, big, he called it a, a big giant of water. water. That's a lot like, of water. It's not a big giant water, man. Like it is. It is a, to a little I kid. Can, yeah, to a little kid, it's a lot. Like I could drink a whole pitcher of water right now. Yes. Um, well, that's because you're dehydrated. Well, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been on a week long birthday bender with you know significant birthdays in in my life. So you know, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm holding it down, but I I was a little saddened to to see the news about Bruno this morning and uh, it was this uh, afternoon if you if you insist, you know, friends don't friends. shift shame me, Steve. You're a bartender. Uh, I'm not shift shaming <laughs> either because I said when I woke up first thing this afternoon. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't see any AM yeah. except for the t- wee hours when normal people sleep. Uh you know, who's normal though? Yeah, what is normal anymore? Right. Uh, we have um, uh, so Bruno unfortunately passed away. He was 82 years old. Uh, of course, he uh, immigrant uh, from Italy. His uh, mom and dad brought him here uh, when he was a wee pup. 
he was even that wee. He was. He, he was, was like. I, he was like eight years old. He was I like think. eight. I mean, he still has the Italian accent. He still mm-hmm. had the Italian accent. And everything, uh, and so forth. I guess that's from growing up in a family that still spoke all Italian. Yeah. Um, everyone. Everyone in South Oakland spoke Italian in those days. Well, yeah. That. I mean, because I mean, he has that the the park that's uh, named. Uh, it's the. Uh, uh, Dan Marino, Bruno San Martino, and Andy Warhol Park. They all grew up in that same neighborhood right yeah. there in South Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so... Uh, Marino still has the field, though. Marino still Dan, has They the got field. Dan Marino Field back there. Yeah, they still have the field. Uh, you I know, know, I wonder if that's still the home of Oakland Catholic Lacrosse used to be. I mean, Bruno San Martino wrestled Madison Square Garden, I think, 72 times. I saw, like, the number I saw was, like, 180-something. What was it? I have I have no idea. Or maybe it was seventy two, where um, it was a sellout or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. He he wrestled all over the world. Um, you know, and that's when WWE or, or WWF or whatever it was before WWF. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was more of a regional sport. Yeah, wrestling was you very know, regional. It it was produced like at local TV stations. I mean, I watched uh I did you watch the Andre the Giant? Uh, no, I need to get on that, man. Like, oh, take it's, advantage it's, of that HBO that I get. Yeah. Take advantage of that. that I I watched it. It was I, amazing. I heard it's very good. I'm, it was I'm, amazing. I'm not like I wasn't like a huge wrestling fan. They could have skipped the 5 minutes on his farts. Okay, like that's another I'm not huge on farts, but you know what? Like they they happen. And, I mean, I never really thought of it, but I bet wrestlers fart a lot. I'm sure. I bet they eat a lot of bad food and take a lot of bad steroids. I mean, but, and... but Andre the Giant, in filming the movie, he drank so much champagne. Champagne? Well, that that's what did it there, man. You know, uh, he drank a lot. Like, he... Champagne. But, he no, he drank, a, he drank anything. Well, okay. I, Beer? Yeah. I think I mean, he still he... holds the world record for... For beers? For beers. Not Wade Boggs. <laughs> I mean, some baseball players can throw it down. Did you see the video I shared about from Lenny Dykstra last night? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Oh, uh, you need to watch it. Yeah, Lenny Dykstra is the epitome right now of a train wreck. But um, that's that's part of it. Is I I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like I, you do and you don't. I, I mean, border I borderline hated him back in the well because because he played because he played for the Phillies and the Mets, which yeah. were always against the Pirates. But I respected him. You I respect. Oh, he was he was that player. He was a Diddy. Uh, or sorry, Diddy. He was a gritty, dirty, grimy player. He did anything. He played. He played hard. He was one of those guys that, you know, I I, I was just talking to my neighbor. My neighbor. You know, comment on the Facebook that I post on the video on Facebook and posted, and I was just before you got over, I was outside smoking a cigarette with the, on the porch. He was outside on the porch, we're hollering across the yard, and he's like, "He goes, I still have a bat and a ball signed by him." I was like, "Yeah, I was like what I remember from Lenny Dykstra was that big wad of chew mm-hmm. that he had, and he had a chew spit just dro- rolling off his chin everywhere." Um, and then my neighbor told me since he's from Philly and was a, and a big Phillies fan. He said what he used to do is chew two pieces of bubble gum mm. and then take it out and then throw the chew wad in there and get it all wadded up and then take the chew wad out and then wrap the bubble gum around the chew wad gross. and then put it back in. That's gross. Kinda. That's really gross. Like bubble gum flavor gum? Uh, probably, I don't know. I mean, bubble, maybe, I bubble, guess like mint. Bubble, I, don't and I don't know. Like Probably bubble you gum. Can make, if you got some like spearmint gum. I mean, and, keep like, on. Lenny Dyson did he didn't chew like you know skull dip. He had like the red man, like right. beach so, nut. So you don't get the wintergreen flavor unless you mix it with some gum. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Which is just disgusting to think about. And like, right. 
We don't want you to try this at home. Don't, oh, please don't try it. You'll probably try it. puke. Yeah, you'll, I know, you'll I'd definitely probably, puke. I probably would. You'll swallow. You'll be like, mm, this tastes good. Oh, no, I forgot there's chew in the middle. No. Yeah, don't don't swallow gum. Don't don't chew tobacco to begin with. And if you do, like, don't swallow that either. Yeah. But we did get a little far off topic there with that video. But, uh, yes, rest in peace, Bruno San Martino. You will be missed. You are a uh, loved uh, Pittsburgher. Um, local legend. Local legend. Na world national and worldwide legend, uh, hell of a guy. If you ever got a chance to meet him, uh, he was amazing. He's a great guy. Um, we had, do have a fun event that Matt we're going to be doing. We just talked to you about it, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm in." I just found out about it. Yeah, you just found out. I found out like a couple of days ago. So, um, what do you know about the sport of billiards? Oh man, what don't I know? Um, we had a pool table in my house growing up. Uh, played a lot with my friends, like all through high school and stuff. Um, as an adult, it's a thing that I do sometimes at bars if the bar happens to have a table. A um, couple spots that I go have, have pool tables, but it's, um, you know, I mostly just play eight ball for fun. Like, don't play much for money. Don't get, like, oh, too yeah. competitive. I'll but, play for a beer. Yeah, a beer every now and then. But it's it's fun to, like, you know... Play some guy who thinks he's hot. Yeah, who's who's been on a run for a while and like put your money down and you know I'm no I'm no wizard but like I'm, I'm no I've got, I've got the fundamentals like I, I I used to be pretty good when I played a lot more I've, I, and I I've, used to practice a lot. I have the fundamentals. I mean I I work uh, behind a bar and I have four pool tables where I work. So when I'm slow at work, what do you think I do? I go you play. I, I shoot a little stick. You know, keep the chops up. Um, I am nowhere near as good as the woman that we are going to get to meet. Uh, and that's Lori John. She's a professional pool player. If I remember correctly, I'd have to relook up her exact stats, but I believe eight-time world billiard champion. But I think she's the youngest. I think she's the youngest billiard champion. Youngest player to ever win a world championship title in pocket billiards. Yes. Not bumper pool. Not bumper pool. We're talking bumper pool. We're talking pocket, pocket billiards. billiards. No it's not your grandma's basement. Not schnooker. Not schnooker. <laughs> now, schnooker's huge in the UK. I know it is. It's like on TV all the time. I know. And, oh, I and watch they are so much more aware you know of like, who the I, people are. I watch on NBC Sportsnet at like 3 in the morning. I don't so, even quite understand how snooker works. There's, there's, there's different there's, balls. There's there. different balls. You have to hit a, You have to hit one of your balls. In the, you have to hit one of your balls, and then you have to hit another ball. Uh, I don't know. It's a whole different thing. We'll, we'll get into that later. But we're, we'll, we're talking like we're Lori talking, John plays like eight ball, nine ball, eight like, ball, nine ball. I think she does some trick shot, trick shots. Do um, they play cutthroat professionally? Ah, uh, I don't know. They there play should cut, be like World Series. There should of be a World Series of cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> Cutthroat's always fun because it's like. You're well, always hanging out with like an odd number of kids. Yes. Yeah, you have you an odd like, number of You don't want to have one kid just like sitting there playing Nintendo all night while you like have Exactly. Like, so you uh, play cutthroat. So yeah. the event we're going to do, we're going to be part of a uh, day of podcasting. There's going to be several podcasts there. Uh, John Chamberlain, uh, he's your jag off. He's the one that's uh, hosting this. He's invited us down. Uh, I know Sorg, uh, Michael Sorg is going to be there with, I believe, the Wrestling Mayhem show. Uh, Sorg also they does. They do use awesome a lot of pool cues in wrestling. I, I I see some synergies there. I okay, that makes you sense. Know. That makes sense. I, w I wonder what Lori John's favorite like pool cue is. What's your favorite like weight of pool cue for like breaking finesse shots or just hitting the guy in the back of the head? <laughs> I, I I go pretty standard with a twenty one ounce whenever mm. I'm playing pool. Yeah, you know, 
Uh, no, sometimes you want a little lighter and whippier. Yeah, sometimes you, know? you need a little. You know, um, we're gonna have to t- talk to her about it. She, I'm sure. I mean, if you know anything about pool, and the only the only reason I know about this guy is because he's from Pittsburgh, is Paul Motti, mm. and um, you know, him and his family own. Breakers in Dormont. Oh, hey, Breakers in Dormont. Yeah, uh, and Paul Motti's uh, won Trick Shot. Wait, champion. wait, wait, yeah, I did Paul. He, he's won Trick Shot champion, senior, not junior. Uh, I know, yeah. junior. He, yeah. he, he won. Uh, he won Trick Shot championships. He's won nine ball tournaments and eight ball tournaments. Uh, he's more famous for his cues, making his cues, than um, than actually playing pool itself. Uh, his cues are quite expensive. Mm. Um, the uh, let's see here. So this is going to be. At West Penn Billiards and Fine Furniture, two twenty or twenty five twenty Washington Road in Cannonsburg, that would be US nineteen, uh, down there in Norsterbane Township, uh, and Matt and I figured out it's in between the Big Sonic and the Big Sheets. On the big right Sheets, hand. I heard is closing for like a renovation. Well, that's possible. I don't know if that's taking place currently, but uh, Not yeah, there's sure. a big there's a big old Sonic, and then. It looks like you've got to do the U-turn. Like, it's, yeah. on, it's on the, like, uh, it'd be on the northbound side of 19. <clears throat> right in a on. place where it's wide enough to do a U-turn. So, so uh, also, this is going to be a whole big event. So, it's uh, we're, we're not going to be, unless you want to get in the event, you can join if you want. Um, get registered uh, today for the 128-man bracket. Winner receives $500 and a chance to at a chance of beating Lori John. Eight-time world billiard champion, world-class pocket billiard champion, Lori John has won several world championship titles and holds the world record as the youngest player uh, to ever win a world championship title in pocket billiards. Lori John will be holding an exclusive signing from noon uh, till one. Uh, from there, the tournament will start. The tournament is expected at uh, to end at 4 p.m., so you have plenty of time to get your Cinco de Mayo parties on. Uh, she will Is be, that Derby Day? And no, it's wait, that could be Derby. For Saturday Day. in May. First Saturday. This is Derby Day. Cinco de Mayo Derby Day. But in, you know what? They don't run the Derby until like six thirty. And you're already five, in Washington County. Five fifty-seven. You know what? It's about three more miles down the meadows. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, you see where I'm going. I see where you, you go. Where I going. see where you go with this. No, I'm a good boy, and I have to work, so I'll be turning around and driving back to but, but to we, watch the horsies on my own TV. But but you could maybe go down and place a couple bets. You know, last time I had that idea, like the traffic to get into the meadows was like not ridiculous. Worth it. Not worth it. Like it, ridiculous. It's the, kind of, it's the kind of line you're like, I'm gonna have to at uh, least have a drink to take off the edge. Lori John will be signing billiard balls, uh, table felt, exclusive Lori John sticks, photos, and anything you bring in to get signed. Uh, one signature per ticket. Uh, we we'll also have framing opportunities available as well. Um, this is going to be uh, hosted by Sorgatron, uh, sorry, by Total Sports Enterprises. Uh, and then Sorgatron Media will be recording a wrestling mayhem show. We will have Bold Pittsburgh will be recording. That's us, baby. Yeah. That's us, uh, and we're the only two confirmed right now, other than John Chamberlain from Yajagoff, uh, that I see right now on this. So, if you do want to get into the tournament, how do you get into this tournament? It's twenty-five dollars for signing. It's a twenty-five dollar entry uh, to be a player. And a forty dollar combo ticket for both. So it's twenty five bucks if you like 
her to sign anything. It's twenty five dollars to play uh, in the tournament, and it's forty dollars if you want to have both happen. All right. So that's gonna be awesome. So you you can find Matt and I um, down at the West Penn Billiards. There's gonna uh, be food trucks and Old Smoky Moonshine. Ah uh, man. See, I re- a bouncy house for the kids. See, here's the thing. I didn't request off work the whole day. I requested to have a 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. start. Okay. So I honestly, I was told by my boss that I would be able to have the morning off on that Saturday. But me being a bartender, I, you know, where I work on Saturday daytime is not bad. Um, but I, he's not confirming me the whole day off. But he's not denying me it either. So depending on what my schedule looks like, I also may having to be a good boy and go to work after the event and will not be able to enjoy Cinco de Mayo or run the two miles down the street to the Meadows and go play some bets on the Derby. Well, I wasn't planning on running. Well, no, driving. (laughs) But yes. Jag off. Mm -hmm. He'll be there too. Yeah, he'll be there too. So, thank you very much, John, for the invite. Um, yeah, it should be a fun time. Will be a fun time. So, did you get to uh, check out any River Hounds last weekend? I got to because I got the new ESPN Plus product. It's their, uh, it's the pay subscription yes. that goes on yes. top of the ESPN streaming app. For In my case, it's an Amazon Fire TV. But they're running a deal now where it's a free month. Um, so it was a no brainer to sign up for that. And it's only four ninety nine a month. I think I'm probably going to keep it. Yeah. You get, there, you'll get to see, it's going to be a lot of USL matches. So like I, I, I'd be willing to bet a fair amount of Riverhounds games. Uh, the ones that aren't carried on, um, the, the CW here locally, I, I would imagine because it seemed like they, um, they came out with an original slate of games that were going to be on CW and then they changed it. Like, they took some away because those games are going to be national now on this new ESPN+. Plus. Really? So, I got that. Um, for five bucks a month, like, you know, what are you paying for cable already? That's like a small percentage increase. Um, it all, You also get, like... Well, the ESPN Plus allows you to watch on your tablet, your phone, your yeah. laptop. Mm-hmm. And then, do you watch it on... Can you use ESPN Plus on your regular TV or no? Yeah, if you have, like, a Fire TV or a Roku or an Apple TV, um, you just plug it... Plug it right in. See, here's the thing. They're getting everybody close to the whole cutting the cord. Mm-hmm. So does ESPN Plus cover all the ESPN stations? Like ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Classic? No. It only no, covers... You, you still only get those if you can authenticate that you have a cable subscription. Okay. But the Plus content is going to be a lot of games that aren't on main ESPN. Like... The other day when ESPN was showing NBA playoff games, like, they had a Cardinals game on Plus, like a baseball game, that, like, you otherwise would not be able to watch unless you had the MLB subscription, which, you know, is free for me, but if you don't have T-Mobile, like, you know, it's it's not inexpensive to to buy a season of MLB.TV. No. So, like, you, you've got that with Plus. You get all of MLS. Um, it's a good product, and it, you know, so far it helped me watch the Riverhounds. Um, That's good. And, I, and they got to, they actually won again. Yeah, 1-0. One 1-0, nil. One uh, nil, Toby oh, Adewale yeah, with the goal. And it was over top of the Ottawa Fury. Ottawa Fury. They didn't look too good, the Ottawa Fury. Um, I wonder about their conditioning and their fitness. 
Like it wasn't that hot, and they were. Maybe they're like us with fitness. Fitness hold pizza in our mouths. Yeah, I could. Well, yeah. I mean, who am I to criticize any soccer player for you know their fitness? But right. Seriously. It, it seemed like the Riverhounds were just relentless and were running these guys all over the place. Um, now we're gonna have a real test coming up. Next well, yeah, week this with week Cincinnati. This week, uh, take on uh, the football club Cincinnati FC. Cincinnati comes to Highmark Stadium. This is a seven p.m. kickoff. Um, I have genuine contempt for them. Like when I see their like, when I saw the matchup like on my my sports app that always tells me like what all of my local teams are. doing. Oh yeah, yeah, I have I have that. You on know, my... like Cincinnati, they come into the league out of nowhere. They were an expansion team like a couple years ago. You know, they they play in front of crowds of like forty thousand in a college football stadium. You know, they they get to host Crystal Palace for a friendly over the summer. Marketing and, and, Mar- and marketing. They get the marketing. They're getting a new stadium. You know, somewhere soon, they hope, and that this will vault them into MLS when MLS comes around with expansion franchises to hand out. Yes. So Cincinnati is like everything that I want Pittsburgh to have in, in terms of soccer, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm a little bit jealous. So I would That's very much f- like to see them wait, wait, wait. take it down. Is this the first time anybody's jealous of Cincinnati? Yeah. Yes. I mean, other no, than, I mean, 1991. Like 90, yeah, 1991. 1990. 90. 1990. 1990. Yeah. When they went on to win the World Series. But that was a long-ass time ago. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, nobody's been... I mean, I guess for about five minutes during that playoff game that I thought they were going to beat us <laughs> before Perfect went ham. Yeah. I was... The game wasn't even over, but, I mean, everyone assumed it was going to end with the Steelers, like, losing... So maybe I was a little jealous just for like a few minutes yeah, before yeah. they went and screwed yeah, yeah, it all yeah, up. Yeah, Cincinnati implodes on themselves. Yeah, uh, at least in the football sense. But I mean, I'm jealous in a good way because I'm I'm happy that you know soccer's catching on and it's it's big and it's it's good for the Riverhounds to have strong rivals. It's because, good for like, the Riverhounds. Yeah, definitely. As much fun as it was to beat the Ottawa Fury. Like, so so their rival for the Riverhounds, they they they're trying to. It's not really Cincinnati. It's really Harrisburg. Well, yeah, Harrisburg you know, and what's that? Penn, Bethlehem. To, what's that's that? Penn. Penn. Yeah, but that's that's like there, there's a cup that that they share as a trophy involved, and it's like the Keystone Challenge Cup. Nice. And I'm I'm not sure. I think Reading is also involved in that. And they might like do like a round robin sort of, you know, where they they play a certain number of times, and whoever earns the most like points. And goals in that. See, you know, now I need to get the Riverhounds like, to play on like a Wednesday so I can go. Yeah. You know, when they there play will on, be a week, there will be midweek games, like especially when they get into the uh, the U.S. Open Cup, which is a separate competition. Yes. And like they'll, they'll play on a Wednesday night for that so that they don't have to postpone uh, USL games on the weekend. And it might, it might be a team from a lower level coming in. It might be another USL team. It might even be an MLS Team a couple years ago, DC United came here and lost, um, which was a big deal. And like, did I they play that game? Did they play that game at Heinz Field or no? No, they played at Station Square. They did play at yeah. Station Square. And like, I don't think DC brought their like A squad as as these MLS teams often do. Like, they they let the reserves get some minutes in the in the cup because they don't take it as seriously. It's not as it's not it's far lower profile of a of a tournament. Like, there's no TV coverage really. Um, but it's fun for the smaller teams like the Riverhounds to, to try to get some upsets. So the, they should be playing some of the preliminary matches for that soon, and then we'll know who the Riverhounds are going to play. That'd be good. And we might be able to get you like a midweek. 
Yeah, give, yeah you give me a midweek game while I'm out of work, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. Tickets are like $7. No, that'd be good. You know, um, that's good. So, uh, and the uh, Riverhounds are unbeaten. I was, they, looking, they I was looking at yeah. their... I was looking at their record. They're unbeaten. They have not lost. Um, they're uh, fourth or fifth in the conference. They're unscored upon. They're unscored upon. That's that's huge. And uh, I think they have eight, eight, eight or nine points. Four. Yeah, there'd be two wins. Yeah, something like that. Two so, two wins get you six, and then the two ties get you two more. So you're on eight right now. Yeah. So um, I think they're in fourth spot. Fourth, fourth or fifth, one of the two. I was looking at the uh, bracket earlier. Um, not too too bad. It's too early to look at the tables right now. Uh oh. Ah, it's just a monthly test. Who yeah. Knows? But Steve, I don't know if you saw the other big soccer news this week about the uh, international championships cup is coming to Pittsburgh. I did not see that. So see, this gonna, is why we keep you around. Yeah. See, we're gonna. All right. This is big news. Like <laughs> we, like the ICC. Um, it started as just European teams touring the U.S. in the summer, playing like friendlies. Um, some, some money people, some advertising people, some TV people got together, decided to set it up more like a tournament. And there, there's like a trophy and everything. There's a championship game. Um, a lot of the top, top players are probably not going to be there because they have World Cup obligations this summer. Um, and the ones who, a lot of ones who don't go to the World Cup are probably just going to want to take a vacation. But, 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 you're going to have teams like Man United, Liverpool, you know, Real Madrid, Chelsea... Like, they're going to be in the U.S., they're going to be playing at football stadiums all around the country. Uh, Man, Man United Liverpool will probably draw, like, 110,000 people to the big house. Now, oh, I did see that game. Okay. I did hear about that right. game at the big house. But Pittsburgh is getting, on July 25th, uh, Borussia Dortmund from the German Bundesliga versus Benfica from Portugal. Those so, are both huge. Like, Benfica is one of the biggest teams from Portugal and Borussia Dortmund is one of the biggest teams in the world. They're the second best team in Germany, and they've got the American kid Pulisic, whose dad is so, an assistant. So, with all the, the uh, soccer fans in Pittsburgh, no matter who they support, are they going to go to this game and they'll wear their scarves and their colors? But they're going to go just watch this game because it's European soccer in Pittsburgh. Probably. I mean, they had it like a few years ago. Um, and it, I, I saw something like Root Sports did something like from the from the tailgate, and it, it looked like there were a lot of people down there. Um, I, I don't know about attendance. Um, the U.S. women came here and played. I know the U.S. women. That, came I mean, that's that out. was a, that was an exhibition game. Yeah, but that, that was, was like, right after they won the World Cup. That was the biggest crowd for soccer ever in Pittsburgh. So the the Champions Cup, the last time it came here, did not do as well as the women's game. Which was a New Year sellout. I was at that game. Wait, was that the was that the Man U game? Who was there? No, was it Man U? Um, or Man City? Might have been City. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it was a blue team. I remember someone blue, but then there was another time a few years back where Chelsea came, and that that was they're really, also blue. Yeah. So. Yeah, it might it might have been Man City and like Matt was in a blackout um, and 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 uh, found his inner hooligan. No, I didn't go. I, I didn't go. I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go this time around. I like I like Dortmund. I like I like their black and yellow uniforms. Well, that makes um, sense. Bring them to Pittsburgh. You know they they play in a very large stadium with like a bunch of really loud, passionate German people like singing and chanting, and it's Ziggy's it's an Ziggy's intimidating Ziggy. place. Oi, oi, oi. I'm sure to play a game, and I'd I'd like to 
I'd like to be able to check it out. Like, I, I don't care. I Well, for one thing, Polisic's not going to the World Cup, unfortunately. So, you know, maybe he will come and, and suit up and run around in, in his home state of Pennsylvania. There you go. But uh, So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to Riverhounds this weekend. Let's beat Cincinnati. Definitely. I, uh, I'm i actually two days off in a row from work for me, which is weird. Well, so, you showed me your time card. I'm going to, I'm going to have, earned it. I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do some social, uh, media work here tomorrow, as well as some house cleaning that Amanda and I started today. Um, but also what starts tomorrow, the, uh, Valero Texas open in San Antonio starts first round tomorrow. I think TV coverage starts around one thirty-two. Uh, so I'll probably be, uh, on that. Uh, watching the PGA Tour out there in San Antonio. Of course, it's not a major. You still have the big guys playing. I don't mm. think Tiger's playing, but you know what? You're still going to get Mickelson. You're still going to get Spieth and all those guys. Some of those guys did take a spring break. There's uh, there's the whole, if you watch anything on the social media from uh, or, or on Twitter uh, from like Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth, whatnot, after the Masters, they take their spring break. Mm. The, the, it's called the Bro Spring Break. Yeah. This year it happened to be uh, one of the guys on tour got married, so they were all at his wedding. Ah. But uh, if you've ever watched any of the Bro Spring Break videos, they are usually um, shirtless and shoeless playing golf hammered at a course in the Bahamas. Um, and it's like Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, and um, uh, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> you know, the, the, the young guns on the PGA Tour. They usually take that week after the Masters off and, mm. and go blow off some steam. Yeah, I noticed uh, Patrick Reed was at the yeah. Texas Rangers game the other day. Yes. Sitting behind home plate in his green jacket. Um, dude, <laughs> Sergio Garcia got married in his green jacket yeah. last year. You know what? You win the green jacket, you're only allowed to wear it for the year that you want it. Yeah. Then it has to go in your locker, and the only time you can wear it after that is if you're at Augusta. If you're at Augusta. And it's at Masters events. And they only give you one jacket. And they only give you one. Mm-hmm. So you can win it multiple times. You still only get your one jacket, mm-hmm. and you can only wear it after you win it. So they just go down to your locker and, like, get it out? Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. To you? Yep. Yeah, you get like, like a you get like a stripe on it, yeah, or something. I think you get like a pin or yeah. You should get some sort you, of you, like, you get some recognition of how yeah, many yeah. Of the times you want it. But yeah, you should. It's like the Stanley. But I'm pin. sure it's tasteful because it's it's Augusta. It's though. Augusta. I'm sure definitely. they don't put like a big honking like Buckeye sticker. on No, it no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't get a big Buckeye sticker on the back to the, you know. Um, also, uh, folks, keep uh, an eye out for your local golf events. We're getting into golf season in Pittsburgh if fucking Mother Nature will ever cooperate. I actually got out and got to hit the sticks today. I, I am a little sore in places because I haven't used those muscles for about six months. Um, so I hit, about a, I hit about 105 balls, a large bucket at Cool Springs. Yeah. I had some really, really good shots. I had some really, really bad shots, and the rest fell in the middle, like my typical golf round. Oh man, like I I went on a real windy day a week ago. Oh yeah, you went on a windy and day. I, I went the wind was kinda calm yeah. today. See, so. I, I hit a couple fat ones, a couple bad ones, but I hit a lot of really good ones. Oh, I hit a stinger where I'm like, Oh that hurt. Mm. You know. Yeah, I busted out my uh, three iron just for fun and it was kinda cold and I was like, This isn't fun. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is this is a not this is not a fun exercise. So I went back to the driver. And this is you're gonna enjoy this, because I actually hit a metal driver. Whoa. For like the first time. In a really long time. I say, because you still have the woods. I still have the wood woods. Yeah. I still love my wood woods, but I, I did buy a few, you know, metal drivers at a thrift store. Um, not even last year, like the year before. I just, I didn't even use them. 
I gotta get you out the Golf Galaxy. No, I like my good gear. Deals. Man. I like my gear. Um, I need new gear. But uh, but local golf events, you have a lot of the country clubs and so forth, uh, and different um, charities holding outings and so forth, and they range anywhere from fifty dollars on up. And it helps if you have a foursome to sign up and go, and you all play together in a group. But some of them you can just sign up as a single, and they'll mix and match you and pair you with people. Okay. I've done that as well. Um, it's a fun time. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of public courses will hold different tournaments you can get into and so forth. Um, it's if you're into a tournament, pie, you know, I like to go out and play and beat my buddies and have a couple beers. You yeah. know, I, I, you know, for me to go out and play in a tournament, I get, I, I look stupid. Like I, I shoot pretty good for the group of guys I play with you and yeah, Chris you and Hess and. I shoot pretty good for the group of guys I'm with, but you know I, I I've gone out and play with a lot better people. I look stupid, like I mean. Yeah, we look up to you, Steve. Like, oh like, god, please don't tell to me watch, that. If we had to watch you get crushed in a tournament, like I don't know if we'd recover. Ah, uh, I bet you would. <laughs> uh, another small thing. I mean, uh, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but uh, NASCAR's in full season. Yeah. Uh, Daytona happened over my birthday weekend in February. Yeah. So uh, they're a month and a half in as it is. They're racing this weekend at Richmond this Sunday. I really haven't kept up with a lot of it. We have a friend of ours, Teresa. She is super, super into NASCAR. And, like, her life stops on Sunday for four hours. Uh, So I'd have to call her to get all the specs on everything and who's doing what this year. But if you're into NASCAR, if you just want to watch some big wrecks happen – Man, I don't really watch NASCAR, but this thing that came on last night on NBC Sports after the last hockey game was, which was Flurry clinching the first round series. Yeah, which was with another sick. shutout, by the way. But I, but I, I kept the channel on after that, and they were showing, they were showing some like one of those like pop up video style documentary shows about like eighties NASCAR. And oh, it was dude, awesome. That's the cars, oh, yeah. Every car looks boxy, just like a Buick, like. Cause they were, they were, and like they were stock cars, and that's like the stock cars of today. Like you don't just walk into a dealership and buy like one of these cars. That well, I mean, the whole anymore. thing. Whenever Richard Petty showed up to Daytona with the Superbird, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, that the Superbird was essentially a Roadrunner with a, a super nose cone and a high back spoiler. And Richard Petty showed up to Daytona with it because that's whenever you had to, the car had to be in production. They says that's not a production car. They said yes, it is. They says, well. Where's it at? They said, we have a lot of 500 of them here in Ohio. And they sent a guy, because you had to have 500 in production in order yeah. to run it in NASCAR. So they had somebody go out and check it. And the the story goes, from what I've heard over the years, is that the night before the race, the guys were out there in that parking lot bolting the big high spoilers <laughs> on the night before they like they showed up for time trials. Oh, man. Like, I, I mean. See, that's, Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, of course the cars worked over, but it had to be a production car mm. and they had to have the roll cage. They had their own safety and security standards yeah. and whatnot, but it had to be a production car. And the car was worked over, but I mean, it was pretty much, it was, you know, some of those cars back in the day were the ones that you can literally go purchase at the dealership and go take it out and run it. I mean, yeah. with a few minor modifications, suspension modifications mm. and a few engine modifications, you know. Everything's cooler when when you like look at the fashion though, like from like the, the oh older, yeah, you know, like the just the cars look different and the haircuts are different and like the glasses and like Dale Earnhardt was young. Oh yeah, and like Dale Jr. There's pictures Dale of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Your, is like da- a skinny little kid. Da- Dale Earnhardt and, was running the number three Wrangler car. Yeah, 
you know, it was yellow Goodrich. and blue. Goodrich. And the, it was yellow and blue was a Wrangler oh, car. Yeah. Then he got into the, the Goodrich that yeah. became the black car. Um, but yeah, I mean. So that, that was fun to look do at. You know what? Okay, what brought NASCAR to the general public? Dale Earnhardt? No, stupid, dumb history. What brought NASCAR to the general public was. Uh, it was February. It was February in Daytona when they run the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. There was this huge ass snowstorm in the Northeast. And it was 1979, mm-hmm. and the only thing that could that could be broadcast on TV was the Daytona 500. Oh, wow. And then that was the one that ended with like Daryl Waltrip and uh, shit. Who's the other guy? I can't think of his name right now, but it was Daryl Waltrip. They got into a brawl after the race on like the back on like turn four. That was what brought NASCAR to like the northeast and the countries, like because there was this huge snowstorm that had everything and nobody. Never heard that. And the only thing that came on and the only thing that was on TV was that they could get on was uh, the Daytona 500. Interesting. I watched. So hell yeah. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some baseball going on. So uh, we'll be right back after these messages from Sorgatron Media. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we are back. Um, After that little bit that you heard from Sorgatron Media, so, have you watched any baseball lately? I've seen some. Um, I got to watch the Pirates this afternoon. So did I. Nice, nice birthday afternoon victory for the Buccos over Colorado, which was important because they didn't want to get swept. Yes, um, would have been if they would. They would have. It was their first series loss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, their first two game, two game losing streak. Yes, that too. Um, they, they, they've been tapering, but they're, they're, they still have a winning record. And I, I got to watch two of the three Colorado games. Um, I've, I've gotten to check out some other games from other teams. I, I watched a Red Sox-Yankees game last week. Did you watch the one with the brawl? No, I did the one the day after the brawl. Okay. Um, so they were rehashing the brawl a whole lot. So the last ten days I was at work. <laughs> Between last schedule and my current schedule. So I've had the games on at work, and I've got to see clips and this, that, and the other thing of them, I, I, but I didn't get to sit down and watch a whole game. I don't think I've sat down and watched a whole baseball game yet this year because I've either been at work or when I was home, it was on, and I was doing other things or whatnot. Like today, I was off, and I had to be an adult. So um, I started watching the game at home. Like I said, I woke up first thing this afternoon. That game came on at 12.35. So I woke up, and the ball game was on. It was awesome. Uh, and then I had to go run. Amanda was off, so we went and ran some errands and this, that, and the other thing. And I listened to most of it on the radio while mm. we were running some errands. But I got to see the first three innings. Yeah. Um, so I saw the worst three innings. I saw <laughs> the best three innings. You saw the best three but innings. I, 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 heard, I, I heard, heard the best you innings. Know, between the birthday, I'm t- you know, I'm taking phone calls from, from family and well-wishers. And, oh, yeah. You know, all that good stuff. But I, I did, <clears throat> did get to see the rally. You know, saw them pile the runs on. Didn't, didn't see where that pitcher got his first hit. That was a shame. I mean, not a shame that he got a hit, but I'm sorry I missed it. Those are always fun. Um, so the Pirates, um, I guess Crick was effective from the bullpen today. So that's, um, you know, they, they need to find guys right now that can be effective in middle relief. Um, so Kyle Crick was effective today. Um, Vasquez got the save. 
Which sounds novel, but that's just Felipe Rivero under a different name. Yes. So our closer is now Felipe Vazquez. Um, same closer we had last year. It's not a downgrade. Um, or is it? <laughs> well, no, I mean... Okay, so my biggest thing is, and, and before when we talked about this before the season, my, my, my stance was, there's no reason this team should have any issues defensively. And there's no reason this team can't hit. Everybody that's in that lineup can hit, barring your pitcher. So, they're hitting. Mm-hmm. The defense is pretty solid. Their biggest downfall is the bullpen. Their starting pitching's actually doing well. And you've seen Hurdle leave the starting pitcher in a little longer, a little longer. You know, when he pulled... Um, Trevor Williams in that second game in Detroit when he had a no-no going, mm-hmm. I thought was the worst call he could have made. And then of course the bullpen comes in and and you know take the first batter gets a hit, boom. I, I thought I know it's second game of the season. You don't want a guy to get hurt or whatever. It's cold. It was thirty degrees. You don't want him to hurt his arm, anything. But guy had a no-no going. I'm still gonna look at that as like mm. that was a bad call, coach. Sorry. Probably in the, in the grand um, scheme of things, like that early in the season, um, not from like an arm strength perspective, but just from a like, what do we have to lose? Yeah, perspective. Um, you know, especially you know, with, the, you know, with the bullpen that they have. Like, and here's the thing: if if Trevor Williams would have went ahead and gave up a hit in the next batter or two batters, then pull him, bring the yeah. bullpen in. Should let the guy go out and finish it. I, that's the thing: you get an early season and somebody has a no-no going through five, and they're like, oh, he's at his pitch count. We got to pull him. It's like he's got no hitter going. There was a uh, there you was know a, who didn't get pulled. Oh, Bartolo Colon. Didn't Bartolo Colon did not. I watched get that man. That was a great game. I, I mean, that was, well, I saw. I, le- I was at my parents' house, and I, I stayed later than I would have normally because he had a perfect game going. I was but at like, work. As soon, as soon as they got a hit, I was like, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting. I, I, I was at work, and I'm sitting there, and it was Sunday night baseball, and I'm sitting. I'm like, God, oh, well, this could be interesting. And somebody's like, What? It's and, moving right along. You're like, and, thinking, so, like, and somebody is it already the sixth inning here. Well, no, it's Sunday night baseball. And it starts out, and I'm like, All right. I was like, So we got this game going on. And they're like, Yeah. I was like, it's, I was like, Look. I was like, This is like old guard and older guard. They're like, mm-hmm. what? Well, I was like, You got Verlander against Bartolo Colon. Yeah. I was like, this could be interesting. Like, why? Wow. I was like, because every now and again, Bartolo Colon just comes out and throws a ridiculous game, and he did. And Verlander gave up some shit. He had, a, he had an off game for Verlander. I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, but, um, so, again, we talked about the pen still looks suspect. Polanco, here's this. Polanco is on fire. Yeah. Yeah, with a home run or an out. That's baseball these days, though. Um, so I pull. I have the stats pulled up right here. Uh, Polanco has 61 at bats. He has uh, 13 runs, uh, 12 hits, four doubles, five home runs, 15 RBIs, 11 uh, base on balls, 16 strikeouts, uh, one stolen base. His average is .197. He's under 200. That's... So. I, Not I, a good look. I, yeah, but he he's putting the he put the ball out of the park. I mean, Grant, we're eighteen games in, five home runs, eighteen games. He's not Aaron Judge right now. No, I mean Aaron Judge just is ridiculous, and Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton on that team could potentially combine to be the most home runs. 
by, uh, you know, two guys in the same team in MLB ever. It would have been the first time since Maris and Mantle. And that was the 1961 season. Well, why don't you just, like, keep going on about your boyfriends, the Yankees, then? Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> I'm just talking about two individual players. Yes, I know, I know. Just, hate the Yankees. Just, it just happens to be that they're on the Yankees. So, how about Corey Dickerson showing it off right here? He's uh, batting three twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's working with, uh, let's see, 61 at-bats, 10 runs, 20 hits. He's got two, uh, seven doubles, one triple, one home run, 12 RBIs, two base on balls, uh, seven strikeouts, two stolen bases. You know, you go down the line here, Marte. Marte's not, you know, you know, just looking at batting average alone, Marte's point two nine, uh, two ninety. You got uh, Josh Bell is two seventy eight. Cervelli is at two sixty nine, and for Cervelli, that's pretty good. Mm. Uh, I mean, he's he's a little he's a scrappy. Guy. He had a triple the other day. I he saw did. That. Oh, I did see that. That, that was, was awesome. a great triple. Um, Josh Harrison, who we learned is going to be out for six weeks. Currently, he's batting two sixty three. But Jay Hay is going to be out for six weeks, unfortunately, with a broken hand after he was hit by a pitch. Uh, the Pirates. You do, hear what he said about that? Uh, the silver lining is he knows he can play again because last year when he got hit by a pitch and broke the same hand, he was done for the year. That's it was what the he, end of the year. That is what he said, but he said something else that was a little bit juicier. Oh, what about? Else? Basically, said that like a catcher should not call for a pitch. In that location, if he does not believe that his pitcher has the command to throw it in that location without hitting a guy and breaking his hand. What do you um, think of that? I used to pitch, so I mean, it's like, you know what, there's, you're right, sometimes the ball just doesn't break. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to throw an inside curveball, you know, uh, you're trying to throw an inside fastball and jam the guy inside. Uh, you know, also you gotta leave it up to the batter. It's baseball. I mean, you you see the ball coming out. You, you granted you have less than two seconds to react, but you can dive out of the way, jump out of the way. I mean, or turn in and instead of taking it on the hand, take it on the back elbow. Or if you turn in, you're you're not gonna get it that way. I mean, I bat left-handed, so I, I'd turn in. You know, this way, and I'd take it on the shoulder, whatever. Um, uh, the last I also knew is that the hands were part of the bat and didn't count as a hit batsman. Mm. So, <laughs> there's that, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so it's not necessarily a base on balls hit batter. The hands are part of the bat. Mm. Now, if it hits up here, it's different. If it hits your hands here, hands are part of the bat. But if it has to hit above the wrist, it counts as a hit batsman. I've seen... Dudes get their wrist broken from getting yeah. hit. I, I, I mean, knuckles, hand. I mean, all my fingers have been broken. Well, I just, um, I just think of that, that. First of all, like as a catcher, like how? What are you supposed to do as a catcher? Like this isn't spring. This isn't you know, spring training anymore. You're the you know gen- I mean? Okay, you're, you're not. The- you're not. You're not supposed to sit there and say like, you know, the best thing for the team to help us win would be to like get this guy off the plate. And, like, try to jam them and get them to, like, foul something off or, like, ground it to, like, the, you know, like, extreme pull side of the infield where he's, like, easily out. You know, like, your job is to try to get him out. Your job is not to, like, try to manage your pitching staff to that degree in a, in the context of a game. Yes. Like, if a, if a pitcher has command issues, like, that's up to the pitching coach and the manager to, to sort that out. Like, the catcher's job is to try to 
get out of the inning first and foremost. And like, sure, you don't like you don't want to hit guys and put guys on base because that's not going to get you out of the inning. But you know, if you think it would be effective to throw inside, you know, and and get a guy to foul it off, you know, and get in the hole you know, with two strikes or whatever, then, like, you do it. You're you the catcher. You're, not, you're the not, general of the team. The catcher is, like, like the quarterback. The catcher is T-ball. The catcher is the quarterback of the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's the one making the calls, calling the pitches, calling everything. He He's the one that, you know, uh, so the pitcher slips up and the ball doesn't break or he throws a little too far inside and hits a guy. It's you also got the weather to worry about. It's, oh, it's harder the, to the Pirates, the have, the pirates have played slippery and... out of 18 games, I think, Ten of them have been under thirty degrees, under forty it's degrees. It's been miserable baseball weather, and the only people who are going to these games are the diehards. Yeah, or the and people that have the really expensive tickets that don't want to burn them. They don't want to burn them, right? Yeah, there's that too, um, and a lot of that is you know corporate stuff. Well, even going on. well, even the thing is, is you watch the game, those Lexus Club seats right behind home plate that I know are two hundred and seventy-five dollars per ticket per game. Most of those are corporate seats. You see people in them. But most of those seats are empty right now. Those might be the people that go into the club. They take their ticket, go in, have dinner, whatever, because the dinner's included in the ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to tip your server and shit, but booze isn't included, but whatever. So maybe they go sit in the club. They go down to the seats, fuck this, it's cold, and they go sit in the club. Maybe they're in the club. Maybe they are. Um, we'll talk about the whole ticket thing and that, because Pirates haven't told us about anything, but I, another team did. Um, but before we get to that, how about Kutch? Kutch had a six-hit game, and it included a walk-off home Yeah, I, I, I was worried how I was going to respond to that, so I didn't let myself watch it until, like, the next day. Like, <laughs> I kind of got goosebumps a little. I was happy for him. Very happy for him. Obviously. Like, I'm not one of these haters. He was jacked. He was. As soon, when, especially that last bat, when he, he hit that walk-off, he's yeah. like, he threw the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was... That's... Probably, that was fun. That, that was, was the that most was an enjoyable an, that, catch. That, that was the most animated catch I've seen since what was that? 2013 run, mm-hmm. 2014 run, maybe, maybe the Cueto game. Oh man, yeah, that that was some some top notch McCutcheon there. Um, happy to see that for sure. Um, Garrett Cole also had like a 14 strikeout performance. I did. Night. I did. I did see that. So he's, you know, Kutch isn't the only former pirate who's tearing it up. And Charlie Morton was quite effective on on Saturday. Charlie Morton is he down there? He's down there in he's Houston, Houston, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in Houston. Uh, Charlie, yeah, he won the World Series last year with them. Yeah, he yeah, did. He, he did. was on the mound for the final out. He was Charlie freaking Morton. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the Pirates real quick. Currently, we're 18 games in the season. They're leading the division at 10 and six. Uh, they're two games ahead of the Cardinals. You know, go Bucks! Uh, support the team, rooting the team. Uh, just not going to PNC Park. Well, um, for now. <laughs> All I want is a team that's in a playoff spot. They're in a playoff spot right now. Like I know the season's not over yet. They're in a playoff spot. Twenty games. In. I just wish they had better weather. Like I think that they'd be doing a little bit better in attendance than people might have expected. Well, like the the people who just want to casually go like hang out at a ball game on a Friday and are aware of the Pirates' record, but don't want to sit out in the cold are not going to go to the games until it warms up. I'm worried that they're going to be like five games under by the time summer actually gets here. Or by the time we get a spring. 
We're not having a spring. It's already half over. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, shit. Um, actually, no. Spring's not over till June 21st. That's true. So, um, in the meantime, though, uh, we did talk about the attendance of the Pirate Games. How about the White Sox right now? So, the White Sox, they're the only team that actually released these numbers. Uh, I read the article earlier today. The White Sox have been having an attendance issue as well. Now, keep in mind, the White Sox are in the south side of Chicago. Uh, the Cubs, of course, have always been the uh, featured Chicago team. The White Sox did sneak in a Winter World Series well before the Cubs. Was Nobody it, cared was with that me 2006? and all the White Sox fans. What was that, 2006? Was that Ozzie Guillen was the head coach? Ozzie Guillen was uh, the manager. Was, um, was the manager. Bobby Jenks was the closer. Yeah, that was that was the great. That was when when was Chip, and, was Chip Tomey on that team? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't remember either. But I um, mean, that, they, they kind of snuck in there. They had a hell of a year, but I mean, they kind of snuck in. Yeah, they that was when they played. They beat Houston in the World Series when Houston was still in the National League. Yes. When, uh, they, when uh, Houston had Carlos Lee, Carlos Beltran, Beltran. <laughs> and um, they had that like. Super long extra inning game in like the NLCS, I want to say, against like the Cardinals, I want to say. It's possible. I, but that was a fun year. And like the White Sox broke a, they had a pretty long World Series drought in their own right. Yeah, they Not did. as long as the Red Sox at the time. Not as long as the Red Sox. Not as long. No, no, no Red, Sox Red, Red Sox were 04. Were 04. So White Sox, I think, might have been 05. They were. Were they 05 or were they 06? One of the two. One of the two, because it was two Two of those streaks fell like in close succession. Yes. So you went from like Red Sox, White Sox, Cubs and to they, just and only they, the Cubs. And they definitely the didn't have a long, as long as the drought as the Cubs. But No. Um, Red Sox drought would have been 100 years this year. Yeah. So the the White Sox, um, today was an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. It was 30 degrees in Chicago. Snow was flying. Paid attendance was 10,000. Actual turnstile attendance was 974. Wow. <laughs> That's good of them to release that because that, I think, is going to force baseball to get serious about some sort of schedule reform. Because it's ridiculous. They've had so many cancellations already this year. Like, nobody wants to go the to the Pirates have already played a doubleheader. Well, yeah. And in lots, Detroit. Lots of games are being postponed. Like, there's a couple postponements every day. Like, the weather is bad. Um, I think Anthony Rizzo was saying something about how there's too many games. You know, players are starting to say, like, it's, it's too much of a toll on our bodies. There's too much travel. There's not enough days off. You know, people don't want to play in Minnesota outdoors in April. Fans don't want to go. Well, shit, Minnesota just had 28 inches of snow. Yeah. This weekend. Mm-hmm. Green Bay canceled their OT. Green, if the Green Bay Packers canceled their OTAs, off-season workout training. Do they not have, like, a <laughs> indoor facility like the Steelers? Or was it really that bad that they couldn't even get to the facility? It was that bad. Oh, it, my. Yeah. It was, okay. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, it was their second largest snow one day snowfall on record. On record, oh, twenty five inches in less than twenty four you know, hours. You know that's you know that's funny you mention that. Like, <laughs> I was I was watching a um, this guy this guy on Twitter who you know follows soccer in the Twin Cities and he uh, he did like a like a live like 
one man podcast. Just he was walking to a bar to go watch the because Minnesota was playing in Portland, right? And he was just like, like filming himself on Periscope, like walking to the bar in the snow, and like doing his like breakdown of like the team's prospects. But it looked like one of those Weather Channel videos where they're like, "I'm out here in St. Paul." And this is, like, the corner of, like, whatever and whatever, and there's, like, nobody, and it's deserted, and it was, it was some of the most extreme podcasting I've ever seen. It kind of made me, uh, made me want to elevate my game a little bit, so. Oh, well, you have the access to that. Well, we need to do it in extreme heat, because I'm done with this winter. I know, I'm done with this winter. It's it's raining, you come over tonight to record, it's raining. It's just started raining. It's supposed to turn to snow. Yeah. We're supposed to have snow again tomorrow. It's going to be April 12th. Is it supposed to snow tomorrow? Yeah, tonight's supposed to turn into snow tomorrow. Okay, that's that's messed up, man. I always say, like, my benchmark for snow was, like, I remember my first ever Little League practice oh, took place on my birthday in 1987, and I remember standing out there in, like, right field, and it was, like, flurrying. Yeah. And being like, what the hell are we even doing well, out here? Well, you know what? My, my, dad, I, my dad's always told me, and, and I've actually been alive to see it in my... 39 plus couple months years uh, I've seen snow on my dad's birthday and my dad's birthday is May 1st oh yeah so okay. um, so there's there's the new benchmark apparently no nah, I, I mean I hope it doesn't come to that uh, Jim uh, was it Jeff, Jeff Harbaugh released something on Twitter about you know snowfall dates and so forth mm-hmm. and accumulations and whatever and you know trace snowfalls like the, the latest trace snowfall has been like May 17th and the latest, like, accumulation was, like, April 29th. Okay. And accumulation is considered over a half an inch. For accumulation for what, like, region? For Pittsburgh. For Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, or sorry, Scott Harbaugh. Scott Harbaugh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't care about Baltimore snow. Fuck Baltimore snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, but for the White Sox to release that, that, that attendance, I mean, the Pirates have been seeing low attendance as well. I don't know that it was under a thousand people for a game, but well, well, the Pirates are running a con where they want us to like think that everything's fine. Yeah, the White Sox, the White Sox have no reason to like. like everyone con. knows things are not okay. Oh, look at this! There's a handshake line on the TV San right Jose, now. San, San Jose, Jose advances. Advances. They beat the they Anaheim will play Ducks. Vegas. They they will play Vegas. Hate to be a Sharks fan right now, having to uh, having to see Flurry again. Oh yeah, that, yeah yeah. Just think what's going through their minds. Um, so, so far into the less than 20 games of the year, who are your MLB surprises? Um, Mets are good. Is a little surprising. Uh, Mike Hess is happy about that. Yeah. Um, Nats are not as good as I thought they'd be. No, not at all. Angels, until they ran into the Red Sox, were on fire. Well, the Angels are still leading. Um... By two games in the AL West, they did run into the Red Sox. The Red Sox are uh, leading two and a half games over top of Toronto in the AL East. Uh, your AL Central, Minnesota is up a half a game over Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's still looking good. I mean, it, again, we're twenty games in the season. Uh, Houston, they're two games back uh, behind the Angels. Uh, you have uh, in the National League, of course, like you mentioned, the Mets. They're three games up. Over top of Atlanta, Philly. Philly's a surprise to me right now, being the third in that division. Uh, 
based on what they were last year. Yeah. I think they only won 53 games last it's hard year. hard to imagine, but yeah, um, they, they were a pretty bad team last year. And, and the Pirates are going to play Philly. They, that's why they had the getaway game today. The Pirates were leaving to go play in Philadelphia. Um, St. Louis, uh, they're not – I mean, they're St. Louis. They're always in the mix. Mm. They're always in the mix. As they will be. Um, Cincinnati, they're kind of a shock to me. They're down. They're, they're, they got three wins right now. They're 3-15. and 15. Uh, the NL West, how about, uh, you know, Arizona? They're looking pretty good. They got a three-game lead over top of Colorado. Um, you know, what's also surprises the Dodgers. The Dodgers are five games back already. Uh, San Francisco uh, is six games back. I mean, it's still, like I said, we're 20 games in. You know, time will tell. Some teams are digging themselves a big hole, like Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They're 10 games back. Uh, that's a big hole to come out of. Tough for the O's, man. Miami, Miami, Miami's eight, eight, eight games back, but we knew Miami wasn't going to be that great because they tore that whole team down. Derek Jeter bought the team. Uh, Derek Jeter's like, look, he goes, you know what? Yeah, I tore the team. He was at least honest about it. Mm. I tore the team down. We need to rebuild our minor league system. We need to go here. We need to go there. That, that's what I'm doing. So thank you, Jeter, for being honest and telling us what's going on. Uh, watch out for those guys in the next five years. You know, seriously. Uh, when that comes down to it, um, it's uh, also NBA playoff time. I've checked out a little bit of that. I assume you would have, given your job. <laughs> well, like I don't, I don't have to, like like once once the playoffs start, I'm not involved in in the actual game coverage anymore. But it's it's there, and I I try to watch NBA when when the Penguins aren't playing this time of year. Or at least you know I flip back and forth. Um, so far, it's it's been kind of what what's been expected. Um, you got what the the Cavs and the Pacers are tied. Uh, that one, was one that game. was surprising seeing the, the Pacers win that first game in Cleveland. But I guess Cleveland won tonight, so now it's even. Um, you got uh, Jazz and Thunder are, are tied one game apiece. Yeah. Timberwolves and Rockets. Uh, Didn't see what happened there. Houston's Houston up two zero. Yeah. Okay. So Houston's up. Like, that's kind of expected. And then we got uh, tomorrow's game three is mm. going to be uh, Sixers and Heat. How about D Wade like playing like he was like ten years younger? Yeah. That that was a he was just dropping shots, you know, jump shots from, you know, just outside the, you know, just underneath the three point line. Did you see it? Did you see his? Uh, there, there was a oh with him and Kevin Hart with Kevin Hart and I. But you see Iverson's next to Kevin Hart. Yeah, and you read his lips, and he's like, "Oh, you a bad motherfucker!" <laughs> like you read his lips, man. Like that's you know that's big coming from AI. I mean, I, yeah, I, Kevin Hart's out of control, man. Like Kevin, Kevin Hart. If Philly, is if, Philly, right. if, Philly, if, if Philly, Philly wins any more if, titles, if like, not, Kevin Hart might end up like Kevin, Kevin Hart just. Ape shit, man. Uh, well, also, Kevin Hart might be banned from, like, public TV. Well, no, I mean, because, like, yes, he, he kind of, like, like barged uh, onto the stage after uh, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and, and dropped an F-bomb. Uh, and, uh, did you, uh, I think it was, was a little bit lubed up. I, I think it imagine. was Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I think, I, I want to say it was Conan O'Brien. It might have, it was one of the late night shows Kevin Hart was on. It was right after the Super Bowl. And that whole interview was, like, five minutes long. Take the time and look it up online. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's re- he's like, you know, he goes, he goes, we're going down the field, celebrate with the team. My, my wife's like, what the, this is for my city. 
He's like, I was inebriated. He's like, I'm walking. He goes, I, he goes, I try not to like name drop or who I. He goes, I want. They're like, excuse me, can I help you? I'm Kevin Hart. I'm going out in the field. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Hart's hysterical to begin with, but he's sitting there next to AI and, and D Wade's just dropping, dropping points after points, and and when AI and Kevin Hart were just giving them the business, yeah. They were just giving them the business, and and I think D Wade said out on Twitter or something was like, "Yeah, you're not welcome in Miami." <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, it, NBA playoffs is fun. Just getting underway. Um, Trailblazers, they're up two zero. Wait, no, sorry, New Orleans is up two zero over top of Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Davis, uh, check him out. I, I really haven't gotten to see the Patriots or the uh, Pelicans. Curryless. Curryless Warriors are up 2-0 over the Spurs. And just watching the interviews with Greg Popovich are hysterical. He's like, you know, somebody said that he was like a, he, he was Santa Claus going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> okay, so like he's got the thing with Kawhi Leonard and like is he hurt or not. But like I think I saw tonight on Twitter that his wife just passed away. Like today. Oh. Greg Popovich. That's like, not good. I don't know what I don't know what was happening if if there had been like an illness, but like that might explain part of it. And like people are people can be hard on him because he's kind of like terse with the media, and he's also very like outspoken politically. So I'm sure oh, that yeah, alienates him from about half the country. But um, I don't know. Like you know, I'm not I'm not gonna judge a guy. Like he's been a very successful coach. Like they don't. They don't win every year, like even no. Belichick. You know, Belichick is also like well, Popovich has frosty with does, people. Does Popovich have five rings with the Spurs? Because I know the Spurs have five championships in the last so many years. Yeah, but, um, he wasn't there for all of them. I don't think he was there for all. Of them. Uh, again, you got Celtics over the Milwaukee Bucks. Boston leads that series two to zero. Toronto's two to zero over top of the Wizards. Do you see the score that that? Toronto versus Wizards game the other night. It was like 130 to like 118 or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, again, for me, for NBA playoffs, I watch them when they're on. Of course, I work in a bar with 100 TVs. Yeah. So I watch them when they're on, but it's not something I strive to do. Uh, in the meantime, when it comes to the NBA playoffs, let me know when it's the finals. I will. Uh, I'll be sure to remind you. You know, I will. Like I said, I'll watch them when they're on and so forth. I don't strive to watch them uh, for the most part. But in that aspect, we're going to go ahead and take another break. We're going to have some more messages from our friends here at Sorgatron Media. We'll be right back. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast. Net. All right, folks, and we're back uh, for our final segment here on this episode of Bold Sports. Uh, we're going to start off NHL playoffs in general. How do you feel about this? Um, I'm looking at a graphic right now that says Penguins 5, Flyers 0. Yes. Like, how am I supposed to feel, Steve? You're supposed to feel really good. How do you good. think I feel, Steve? You, I feel really good about the Pens-Flyers series right now being a 5-0 win. It's 3-1 Pens coming back game 5 in Pittsburgh uh, Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, hopefully you hear this podcast by then because hopefully I can we get this out by... We usually get out Friday. We get out Friday afternoon. We'll be ready. Yeah. 
you can listen to this. We're going to take you into the, the big pregame. Maybe maybe you're listening right now on the T, headed down to watch on the big screen. Yeah. Should have decent weather. A lot of big screeners, man. A lot of big screeners. I like it. Um, so, uh, overall, the NHL playoffs, again, Matt and I are recording this. We just watched the West Coast game, uh, which was San Jose and Anaheim. And San Jose is moving on after a 4-0 sweep over the Ducks. Uh, and that was the Western Conference Final two years ago. Mm-hmm. Was the Ducks? Uh, yeah, it was Ducks and San Jose, and San Jose moved on to play the Penguins, and of course the Penguins went on to win the Cup in 2016. Uh, and then the Ducks were in the Western Conference Final last year and lost to the Predators. So sorry, Ducks. Sorry, Ducks. Uh, at least you had an early exit this year. Your golf season has now started. Uh, let's see. How about a big shout out to whoever runs the Vegas Golden Knights social media? Yeah, they've been good all year. But because specifically, you're referring to something. So. Specifically, uh, after the game three win in LA, the uh, whoever runs their social media says, you know. Uh, Whatever happens in Vegas, oh, also apparently happens in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is true. Um, Probably true. Very true. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of gambling in Los Angeles. Oh, there's casinos in Los Angeles. There's there's a bicycle casino. There's casinos everywhere now. There's casinos You're not special anymore. You're not, yeah. They need a hockey team to make them a world-class city once again. uh, You know what? And they're getting it. Like, this this is a fun Golden Knights team. You know, I watched the, uh, I watched the end of the, clinching game four last night at the moonlight up on Brookline Boulevard and like there were only like five of us there like three staff two patrons and uh so the two patrons were you and and your lovely yes and it was my birthday damn it and it was your and, birthday you know, it was like, officially after midnight when you were watching it's still fun even if there's like hardly anybody in a place to just be like flurry 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 yes so that is. was that was good to see and how about the fact that there's already two teams from the west moving on but no, no series in the East have been clinched yet. No, because um, there hasn't been a sweep, obviously. Yeah. Um, how about the Caps series um, with uh, with uh, Columbus having that com- that two zero lead, and then they all three games went to overtime. Mm-hmm. Columbus won the first two, and then the Caps come in and win the the third one last night uh, in OT again. I was kind of rooting for the Caps to lose. Uh, of course. We're all I mean, rooting for the Caps like, to lose. In theory, you can make the case that you want it to go seven games. Well, so whoever we end up getting uh, is like kind of you know worn out. Well, and, I mean, Ovechkin apparently said that, you know what, uh, we're going to win this at home in seven. Uh, uh, before the season, or before the series started. he's he, he broke it down as a hockey player, and it's a tough series. Uh, it's gonna be tough, and he broke down the whole thing. He says, "I believe." It also that, doesn't you know, hurt as a capital to like manage your fans' expectations at this point. Yeah, and also season ticket holders be like, "Oh, we can spend some more money." Um, but <laughs> yeah. if you're still a season ticket holder for the Caps at this point, like, you know, I, what? there's what can I what can I say that can help you? I not have, a damn thing. I had season tickets for the Caps. Oh, you did. <laughs> you're like, oh, you did. Yeah, uh, one year uh, when I lived in DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to go see hockey, and that was also at the point in time whenever the um, 
Caps were trying to give tickets away. So I think season tickets for the Caps cost me, I think it was 10 bucks a game. And I was an upper-level seat behind a net where the uh, opposing team shot twice. Okay. So uh, I lived in D.C. for two years. I was like, oh, well, well I just want to go see hockey. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And, and the Pens got there three times a year. So, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you hate, like, I'm not saying, like, if you're just buying, like, hockey tickets because you prefer that as, like, your source of entertainment, then, like, that's fine. But it's, like, the people who buy cap season tickets, like, thinking that, like, this is the year, <laughs> that they're, that they're going to get some sort of, like, lasting validation out of being a season ticket holder to the caps, like, I, I kind of feel bad for you. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm just... I'm just really happy I'm a Pens fan right now. I've and always been a Pens fan. Never have straight away. I had cap season tickets one year because I lived in D.C. and they were so cheap. It was like, why should I not buy these? And I got to go see some really entertaining hockey and I found out about D.C. Mm. Uh, whoever's in town is uh, how that stadium went that week. Because mm. nobody in D.C. is from D.C. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. So like, I, I, loved, I loved when we were playing there, I guess it was last year. And the Pens fans would like take over the steps of that. Was it like a library or like no? It's the uh, it's the Portrait Museum. The Portrait Museum. It's the national. It's the National Portrait Museum. It's across the street from the Verizon Center. Okay. Yep. And and they're all out on the steps, like mm -hmm. just doing their just running and their mouth, running running their big yinzer mouths, running their it. big yinzer mouths. Love it. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, National Portrait Museum. It's across the street from the Verizon Center in Chinatown. And on the other corner is the Hotel Monaco. Okay. And on the other corner is a bar. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Fun, It's man. a cool spot. DC's a fun town. Really cool after-hour spots in Chinatown yeah. up there. I mean, they go to like 6 in the morning. You, I mean, you kind of feel like you can really get screwed out of some money with a chicken doing tic-tac-toe. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you well, know, I mean, it, it, it's a cool area. I mean, yeah, I, I lived down there for two years. It was awesome. It was fun. I won't trade it for anything. Um, I did a lot of stupid shit while I was there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get off of Steve's stupid shit. But um, NHL playoffs overall, uh, how about that Toronto-Boston series? What, what's that right now? Is that is that is that 2-1, two to, two two to one, one, I think. 2-1? Two to one? Yeah, because the Boston was two to cruising. one, two to one Boston, and then and then Toronto snuck in and one one. Yeah, well, the game they won. Like I, I flipped to it as soon as soon as I finished work the other night. I flipped to the game, just in time to see that uh, goalie for Toronto Anderson make that save where he like he like knocked it off the goal line with his stick. With yes, his, like just just in time. Like as soon as I changed the channel, I was like, oh, like that's that is certainly a thing. Mm. Um. So good for them. Like that, that was a crazy atmosphere at, at the uh, Air Canada Center. Like super loud. You know the the way Boston was coming, trying to like even up that game. That the Toronto ended up winning. Like, I mean that that's what makes playoff hockey just so interesting. Like, doesn't matter who the teams are. You know, you get into it. Like it's just compelling to watch. Like the, the fans are into it. Like you can feel the energy in the building. It comes through your speakers. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been enjoying this these past couple weeks a lot. Um, playoff hockey, playoff basketball, baseball's going on, soccer's going on. Um, you know, Premier League, like this is getting down to the end. Like Man Man City already clinched the title, but well, we got we got like a whole two months of 
hockey title being clinched. Yes, I'm, we I'm do. I, I mean, we're here for it. So speaking of hockey, uh, and I just I just changed the channel real quick, Matt. And uh, so the Cavs won tonight. Um, LeBron put up forty plus. <laughs> did he now? Yeah, he did. He did. He? He did. Uh, but anyway, Penguins. They're handling their business in Little Philly. Bit, yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, they lost game two here in Pittsburgh. They won game one commandingly, seven zero. They lost game two, uh, five, five to one, five to two, five to one, five to one, five to one. Uh, they won game three, five to one or four to one, uh, and then also they won tonight, uh, five to one. So they've been lopsided games. Yeah. So I just pulled up right, right quick here. Uh, it was seven to zero, game one. It was five to one Philly, and then uh, the Pens won five to one in Philly, and they won five to zero. And then they got Friday night coming back here in Pittsburgh for game five. So if you remember last year, or no, was it two thousand? No, not last year, two thousand eleven, when we played uh, the Flyers in the first round. They were also like high scoring. It was it was a blowout either way. That game went that that series game went six games and Penns lost. Um, that was the first year Max Talbot was on the Flyers, um, and those games like the Pens had a game in there that they beat Philly in Philly. I think it was game five in Philly, or was it, you know game four in Philly that they beat them like ten to ten to one or something like that. Something stupid, but. They're ridiculous games right now. Yeah, they're ridiculous scoring games, like for playoffs. It's it's been kind of like I feel like we're almost not earning, like not not the Penguins. The team is doing everything they need to do, but as fans, like we've built a three-one lead, but we haven't really suffered enough because they haven't been close games. Because you you could turn on your TV and be like, oh, like this is going well. Or oh, this is going poorly. I'll go do something else now. Yeah. Um, but we have we haven't had one of those like where you're like squeezing your remote and just like. No, I don't even touch my remote. Like I leave my remote on the table and I like squeeze a pillow. You got to fidget with something though, right? Yeah, I fidget with some. I drink more beer. Drink well. Yeah. Look at it. Crushing a can of my hand. Like beers. We need you like a squeeze bottle of Golden Monkeys. So yeah. Right. I'm off the gold monkey. Oh, you're off it. I'm off the gold monkey. Well, I might too. You might be ready again by Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it, the games have definitely been lopsided. Uh, obviously, the Pens' offense. I mean, uh, I think Bob Pompiani said tonight on the 11 o'clock news that it looked like a lot of uh, men amongst boys out there. Mm -hmm. um, Giroux is not been heard from in this series whatsoever. Uh, Wayne Simmons has. Um, more for his hits. Um, of course, the Flyers have been taking a lot of stupid penalties. Mm. Uh, Penn scored the first goal tonight. Was Malkin on the power play? I yeah. Mean, come on. I, I mean, the Pens had. I, I think Philly spent more time in a box than they did on the ice tonight. Uh, and the Pens did have a double minor to kill, and they killed it tonight, which was Malkin took that right. Yeah, Malkin took that. He does take some stupid penalties too. Did he get the Geno hat trick? <laughs> a goal assist and his stupid penalty. He had the goal. He had the goal. He had the stupid penalty. He might have had an assist because Kessel scored, so he might have had an assist. The Geno hat trick. It's a real thing, people. 
It is it is a real thing that Geno had drank. Um, so, how about uh, Malkin has been on fire. He's been on fire most of the season. He's mm. up there for the Hart Trophy. Uh, and how about Crosby tonight? He scores a goal, and he had an assist. And that put him, the assist tied him, and the goal put him up over top of Mary Lemieux for the most playoff points scored by a Penguin. 20 more games than it took Lemieux. Mm. Yeah. I mean, different eras, sure. Different eras. I mean, there's no two-line pass anymore. There's no... I mean, you know, there's no no two-line pass anymore. I mean, there's... Well, yeah, right. Like, it's more open in yeah. that regard. They open it up and, and so forth. And Crosby's played, you know, nothing but playoffs for, like, how many years? I mean... There's... One year? Two years? Two years that he didn't make the playoffs? He's been in the playoffs more years than Lemieux has. He's been, Yeah, he's been in the playoffs more year, more years than Lemieux has. More total games. Yeah. Because of longer runs in those years. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, man, like, you see what he's doing, like, swatting pucks out of midair? Oh. You saw what he did with his skate blade the other night? Where he, where he like, took the pass on his skate? Oh, yeah, he took I mean, the, the pass guy's on incredible. his skate. Yeah. The guy's incredible. Like, there's no debating it. Like, it's actually one of the few things that, like, there aren't many things in sports that are, like, more ironclad than, like, where Sidney Crosby belongs in in the NHL. So He's he's the best in the league right now. And, you know, he's, like, so on Sunday when the top Pens, five all time. So on Sunday when the Pens played the afternoon game, I go into work. I was a little bit early. Amanda and I were farm to table and hanging out. And then she stayed, and I left and went to work. And I go to work, and... I'm walking in street clothes, and nobody mm-hmm. at work seen me in street clothes before. You know, walking in with a shoulder bag on. And uh guy comes walking into the bar, and it's a guy I know I worked with for several mm-hmm. years, and he's a good dude. And he's wearing the T-shirt and said, Sidney Crosby's uh, an all right hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a... <laughs> or, 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 no, wait. It said, Sidney Crosby's a pretty good hockey pretty player. Good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know. That guy Sid. Uh, Letang, um, he had a scare, uh, in the last game, not the game that happened tonight, but the game that happened on, no, in Pittsburgh, mm. uh, game, game two. two. Yeah, the bad game that game, they lost. The bad game they lost, uh, he, he was going for the puck and Giroux was skating backwards and ended up that Letang ended up ass over 10 cups and looked like his body got folded in half, mm-hmm. uh, whacked his head on the ice. And Latang bounced back, bounced up quickly, bounced up and skated right to the boards and right down the locker room. I mean, with his mm-hmm. with his past injuries, with his neck issues and having his neck fused and concussions and strokes, concussions and strokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great to see him bounce up that quick and get back. And and it, it was scary to see that he didn't get back into play. It was scary to see that he ran right down the tunnel. But for that guy, hey, you know what? Run down the tunnel. Go get checked out. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. They, they, probably, they probably have a big MRI machine right in that tunnel. Probably. Run them right through. Boom, boom, boom. No, you're good. I'm good. Everything's good. It's working order. I don't have a concussion. All right, I'm back out. Because he was back out. He finished the mm-hmm. game. But he went well, and got you. the baseline. I mean, they, they do like the dark room. They probably... You know, do some cognitive tests. 
Um, Definitely. There are things you can do short of like putting someone through an MRI. I think I'm. I'm not sure what the. I know that the NI, like the NFL, you know, has their dark room and their protocol. And, well, they got the blue tent. Well, yeah, there's the, the blue tent. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, uses a urinal. Yeah, from, I my, from my understanding, from what I hear, yeah, from what I hear, the blue tents there, it's used for a urinal mostly. But it's about time. You know, but so the you know the tiny hat is scared. You know, go, go get checked out. Go make sure you're good. Get taken care of. Um, don't uh, don't skimp on on your health. I mean, he had his first goal tonight, or no? Was it tonight? No, last night, Sunday. Yeah, the tank's first goal. In a playoff since the 2016 Stanley Cup Finals against the Sharks, because he missed all of last year's playoffs. Uh, mm. You know. Yes, yes, and they weren't supposed to win without him, and they did anyway. And they did anyway. So, you know, your health is most important, and um, you know, I, I I hope for his sake that he's well. I also hope that I get to watch him play because he's fun to watch. He's a good player. He's a good skater. He's a great defenseman. He runs that point like no tomorrow. Cool hair. Uh, he's got cool hair. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Sergey Gonchar kind of pass that torch to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of showed him how to run the point. Kind yeah. of showed him how to run everything. Uh, hell of a guy. Uh, I've taken care of him several times over the years in different restaurants and bars. But uh, A lot of it, people can say that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. He's married, has a kid, he's good. You know, a lot of those guys. When they're young, they go wild and crazy. I mean, I was serving him when he was underage, but anyway. <laughs> Sucks to have, like, a classy little, you know, cocktail every now and then. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know, eat some meat. So what are you looking forward to this week other than the uh, Game 5 Pens Flyers on Friday there, Matt? Well, we got Pirates Baseball. Pirates Baseball, they're going to be in Philly. Um, Big Premier League game, Crystal Palace versus Watford on Saturday. Right. And then later, Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati in the USL. That'll be Saturday, Saturday 7 so o'clock. There will, there will be soccer on all day in my house on Saturday. Um, I got to check, work. Be sa- checking out hockey and basketball. I got to work Saturday I night. I got to see I gotta see it work. We have DirecTV at work, so I got to check out if uh, we can get the Riverhounds game on at work. Yeah. Um, you got you to have the subscription. Well, I thought it... Oh. Or if you get the MLS... Or, I'm sorry, it's not MLS. It's USL. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was thinking it's their away games that are being shown on the... Uh, on CW. On the CW. It's yeah. not the home games. No. So, I can't get This it isn't an away game, though. This is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. No, no, no. This is a home game. The Riverhounds are playing at home this Saturday. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah. If it was an away game, it'd be on a CW. We got a golf tournament going on, the Valero Texas Open, Buckos uh, in in Philly, Pens. Let's get this done on Friday night, mm. and get it done in five, and then we await to see if we play the Capitals or the Blue Jackets. Yeah, NBA playoffs going strong. There's games on every night. NHL playoffs are going strong. You're gonna have games on every night. NBC Sportsnet. Uh, as well as uh, there's been games on. I, it was nice at work. I had I have three big TVs in the mm. billiard room, 
So we have, uh, so I had three different channels with hockey games going on. Mm -hmm. NBC Sportsnet, USA, and MSNBC mm -hmm. was playing. So I had three different games going on. It was awesome. People were flipping out today on like social media because there were hockey games on the Golf Channel. Oh, and they were like, it's an NBC Sports. We don't channel. even know if we have the Golf Channel. Like, we don't even know where the Golf Channel is located. Put it this way: you could have basic TV. And pull it out of the air, and you're going to get the golf channel. You get the golf channel. You just don't watch it because you don't care about golf. Yeah, exactly. Steve, Steve and I, we do care about golf, so we know that we get the golf channel. Exactly. Uh, I mean... No worries, man. You got your playoffs. It's just on a channel that's not really showing golf. It's not weird. It's an NBC. Hockey's like golf. They hit things with sticks. Yeah. When they lose, they go golfing. Exactly. There's a lot of synergies, like, with the NHL and golf. Like, you know... Mario Lemieux has a tournament. Jeremy Roenick plays in that tournament. It's perfect. There's a lot of guys playing that. Well, tournament. I know, but I mean, Jeremy Roenick but yeah, is like Jeremy an actual Roenick's, commentator on yeah. that. So yeah, um, uh, uh, Doc Emmerich plays in that tournament. You know, uh, no, uh, we're gonna have a good sports weekend. I am, like I said, off all day today. While we and then we're recording late at night. I'm off all day tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, Amanda and I are covering a restaurant opening tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Uh, media event. Uh, I'm going to go eat a lot of really good food and have some really good drinks. And I'm not going to have to pay for it, which is awesome. That's great. Uh, and then you're off. What's You're off. What? I'm off Friday night. Friday night. You're off Fridays and Sundays, right? Mm -hmm. You're off Fridays and Sundays. Got Friday so. night off, Penn's game. Sunday I'm going to a five-year-old's birthday party. Um, do, hopefully weather will be good so we can you know eat outside well that. I hope that the Pens take care of it on Friday night while you're off and you don't have to watch it on Sunday while you're off and short the five year old's birthday party yeah he won't allow that yeah so, I mean it'll be on it'll be on it'll be on but it'll be know. on but he'll want to play with Uncle Matt there'll be so. stuff there'll be stuff to do <laughs> and you know what if they don't if they don't close it out on Friday then so be it let them close it out on Sunday you know what the Pens have a history of not winning at home anyway well, playoff wise, I would like. To, I I told my neighbors pens in five, and I'd like to stick to that. So I hope they win on Friday. Yeah, that'd be good. That would. Then be I can look smart good. on my block. Real important. <laughs> you know, real important. Yeah, yeah. Matt looking smart on his block with a bunch of cops and firefighters. It's like, hey, that guy in eight hundred three has a podcast, but he don't know shit about the Penguins. <laughs> he predicted him to win in five, and he was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So you know, don't make me look bad, fellas. Let's, let's go get it. All right, guys. Uh, Pirates, keep it going. Keep winning. Keep that winning strong. Jay, hey, get better. Uh, let your bones heal. Uh, hopefully, they heal faster than they than normal. Uh, Polanco. Get that, uh, you know, 197 average up there a little bit. You know, hit, hit, hit for average, not for the long ball. And then uh, let's go Pens. Get that yeah. going. Let's get Pens. Let's, let's do it. All right. Have a good sports week, Yins. Hey, Yins. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.